Buenos dias from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 12th of October, 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. This week has been on fire and not in the metaphorical sense. Several active wildfires are causing concern in different areas of the Cordoba province and the Ministry of Environment and Sustainable Development deployed three firefighting planes, an observer and a helicopter to battle the flames. Additionally, they sent 14 firefighters from the National Center Brigade equipped with 4x4 cars for terrain mobility. As a precautionary measure, residents of Plaza de Oro and the town of Mashud Sumaj were evacuated. The Provincial Secretary of Climate Risk Management, Disasters and Civil Protection said that the wildfires were caused by a combination of high temperatures, strong winds, and low humidity in the area and advised residents to report smoke columns to emergency hotlines. Speaking of evacuations, Argentina is in the process of evacuating the Argentine citizens in Israel seeking repatriation due to the Israel-Hamas conflict. The death toll for Argentines in Israel has risen to seven, with 15 other missing and more than 1,200 requesting evacuation. Argentine nationals are being airlifted from Tel Aviv to Buenos Aires via Rome, all through the Air Force and the flagship air carrier Aerolineas Argentinas. On Saturday the 7th, President Fernandez ordered enhanced security measures for all facilities associated with the Jewish community in Argentina, one of the largest in the world. The military police, immigration, and federal intelligence agency and airport security police are to be on alert at the national borders. The government also ordered Israel humanitarian assistance. Additionally, the foreign ministry has set up a national hotline for individuals seeking information or wanting to notify authorities about Argentines in Israel who require assistance. Follow the link in the show notes to find the emergency phone number, email, and WhatsApp number. Meanwhile, hundreds of people gathered for a march in Buenos Aires City to support Israel. The demonstration held at the Almagro neighborhood at the intersection of Israel and Palestine streets featured the national anthems of both Israel and Argentina, along with waving Israeli flags. Various leaders, including Buenos Aires City Mayor Horacio Rodriguez Larreta and U.S. Ambassador to Argentina Mark Stanley, attended the event. Left-wing groups organized a counter-rally in the city center to express solidarity with Palestine and call for an immediate ceasefire in Gaza. The Israel-Hamas conflict was also a topic of discussion during Sunday's presidential debate. The second debate took place on the 8th of October at the University of Buenos Aires, where the candidates launched verbal volleys at each other. The main topics of discussion were security, production, human development, housing, and environmental protection. According to analysts, this second debate saw Patricia Bullrich, presidential candidate for Juntos por el Cambio, or Together for Change, improving her performance significantly, while Sergio Massa, from the ruling party, bore the brunt of criticism for Argentina's economic woes, but remained resilient. Libertarian Javier Milei experienced a drop in his performance compared to the first debate, 
and Cordoba governor Juan Eschiaretti stood out. Left-wing Miriam Bregman maintained a steady performance. The analysts observed a more intense and confrontational tone in this debate compared to the first one. Bullrich aimed to regain lost ground, Massa was on the defensive, and Millet appeared less comfortable with the topics discussed. Eschiaretti, on the other hand, improved his image by broadening his concerns beyond just the province that he governs. Miriam Bregman, confident style, resonated with many, especially among the undecided and abstaining voters. The aftermath of the debate and the candidates' declarations after the event can be seen in the parallel market. The blue dollar exchange rate reached a historic high of 1,040 pesos per dollar. This rate was around half of that value just a few months ago, underlining the economic anxiety amid rampant inflation. The frontrunner Millet advocating for replacing the peso with the U.S. dollar. The official inflation data is expected to show an annual rate of 135%, the fastest since Argentina exited hyperinflation in the 1990s. In response to the surging blue dollar and exchange rate distortions, the Federal Administration of Public Revenues, the AFIP, has unified the rates for debit and credit card payments, along with the Qatar dollar, at a new rate of about 730 pesos per U.S. dollar. There used to be a difference in taxes when spending more than $300 with a credit card. This used to be the Qatar dollar. Now, there's no difference. This means that a 25% tax will now apply to all credit and debit card transactions and purchases abroad, irrespective of the monthly spending amount. This move aims to curb distortions where payments abroad enjoyed favorable exchange rates compared to the blue dollar. It goes without saying that Argentina has a complex system of exchange rates right now, with the official rate maintained by the government and various parallel rates, including the black market rate, which is used for cash transactions. If you need some help understanding the different rates and which one applies in each case, the Buenos Aires Herald published a great guide. You can find the link to it in the show notes. On a related note, the average monthly inflation rate was 12% in both August and September. However, the central bank board is expected to maintain its benchmark interest rate. That means the bank's Monetary Policy Committee is likely to retain the LELIC, a short-term debt instrument, rate at 118%. In more exciting news, FIFA has confirmed that Argentina, Uruguay, and Paraguay will host the opening matches of the 2030 World Cup to commemorate the centenary of the first-ever tournament. The opening match will be played at the Estadio Centenario in Uruguay, where the final of the first tournament was held in 1930. Spain, Portugal, and Morocco will be the joint hosts for the remainder of the tournament, marking the first time the World Cup will be held across three continents. If you can't wait to watch a game, remember that Argentina's national team will be facing Peru on Tuesday the 17th, for the 2026 World Cup qualifiers. On the 16th of November, the team will be back in Argentina for a clash against Uruguay and travel to Brazil five days later to face the neighboring country. From football to rugby, Argentina, 
secured its spot in the Rugby World Cup quarterfinals by defeating Japan in a thrilling match. Next up, a clash with Wales. On Saturday the 14th, coach Michael Cheka emphasized their desire to reach the semi-final and final matches, despite recognizing that they will be underdogs against Wales. Speaking of underdogs, the Argentine Film Academy has chosen The Delinquents, Rodrigo Moreno's heist film, as the country's submission for the Oscars International Feature Film category. The movie, which premiered at the Cannes Film Festival, revolves around two bank clerks who steal money from the vault to break free from their mundane lives. The film is set to premiere in Argentine theaters on the 26th of October, followed by a release by the Mubi streaming service. Plus, it will also be screened at the New York Film Festival before hitting U.S. theaters. On that note about national productions, the Oscar-winning actor Robert De Niro made an appearance in the Argentine TV series Nada, which means nothing. In this Star Plus show, De Niro plays an American writer visiting Buenos Aires and getting acquainted with the local culture, cuisine, and profanity. De Niro also serves as the narrator of the series and explores the city's neighborhoods, sampling dishes like steak and indulgent dulce de leites desserts. The series, featuring five half-hour episodes, premiered in Latin America on Star Plus on the 11th of October. The series is available on Hulu in the United States and on Disney Plus in several European countries. And that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Do you ever wonder who these Rorschach people are and why they care about Argentina? If so, head over to our website and find out more about us and the other things that we do. You can read all about the organization, other projects we are carrying out, and other podcasts we do. If something catches your eye or you have any questions, please reach out. You can find all the contact information and the website link in the show notes. Nos vemos la próxima semana. Thank you.